welcome to the recast cast. Mm. It is uh, the fourth one of these. We're still doing it. Most podcasts end after eight episodes. So we're halfway to the end point. Uh, I am am your host, GCR, and with me, uh, as always. It's me, uh, C, the the host of Things on Paprika. Man, excited, overjoyed to be back with GCR to do another another casting man another, I do. Another I, it is it is just a it's it's the thought exercise we all need mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this i think this one's going to be a fun one it's going to be a tough one i think i don't know how it's going to translate within paprika yeah i i agree it's one of the older movies i don't know how it's going to translate i've been thinking about that for like two weeks now i don't know how the listenership is going to be, but also forget the listenership. If you listen to this and you enjoyed it, then in the end, that's all that matters. It's all that matters. And really, this is just, I mean, this is just you and I indulging ourselves anyway. Let's be honest. (laughs) That's what, but, but you said it's a thought exercise and I feel like it's a, we're taking on the spirit of wizards casting calls. Yeah. When we do these, man, remember that in the Wizard Magazine? Like, that's what I look forward to every month with Wizard Magazine is whatever new comic book, whatever they cast. And then they have like whoever the hot stars were of the time. And that was right. always interesting to check out. I feel like we're we're carrying on the spirit of Wizards casting call. Well, in this one. So this is a movie from 1960s. This this movie is bound. It, I'm surprised we haven't seen its remake yet, to be honest. Um, they did Magnificent Seven. You know, we kind of have seen the remake. It just wasn't called The Dirty Dozen. It was called no. Glorious Bastards. Right. Or, I mean, this is this is Hollywood's what? It's the original Expendables. And by large, by by any stretch of the imagination, you could say that The Expendables is the remake of The Dirty Dozen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the original Guys on a Mission movie. I think that's still Seven Samurai. Uh, sure, but this is one of the definitive like ensemble like dudes doing dude shit war movie. Yeah, this was originally supposed to. Uh, I think John Wayne was supposed to be in it originally, but uh, I think Lee Marvin said no. That's just what I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> he just called up John Wayne and said no, and hung up well, the phone. Well, and it was Lee a- Marvin actually went to war. Uh, John Wayne. Um, is a pussy. No. Yeah. I'm glad you said that and not I. I 100% agree. Uh, <laughs> Lee, this was my first introduction to, to Lee Marvin. I watched this movie for the first time like maybe 15, 20 years ago. Yep. It was a, it was about the same time for me when I first watched. I watched it with my dad. He was like, hey, let's put on this war movie. And I remember thinking, I remember thinking then I'd like to see this movie with a modern audience. Boom. You had the idea for recast cast back in like the late nineties. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this was one of my first 10, I want to say like Netflix as a disc, like when Netflix first sure. came out, I was like, okay, I'm just going to make, and you remember you had to like, if you had the Netflix discs, all you young kids, they did this back in the days and you could set up a queue uh-huh. on your Netflix account. And then like, as you would turn them in, they would just see you next on your queue. And my first maybe 70 were movies I'd never seen before. So I gave myself my own film school via Netflix. And this was one of those first 10 for me. Isn't it wild that that's how Netflix was? I mean, that wasn't that long ago. And people forget that they still do that. They like still Douglas, do it. Douglas Davidson still uses this. He's the only person I know that still does. They, they, they still do it. To this day, it's a service Netflix offers, which who, is who still wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like when they first announced that they were like, we're going to be doing discs. And I'm like, I know people. People treat stuff that's not theirs like shit. Right. Those discs are going to get scratched all to hell. But strangely enough, no, I never got a bad disc, never got a scratch disc and tried my hardest to make sure I turned them back in a usable condition. That's how I watched the West Wing. I watched it disc at a time. I'm still in season three. I need to get back to West Wing. Great show. Great show, man. Great show. Uh, you know, we'll talk off mic about West Wing, man. I have some, <laughs> I got Not a, another podcast. No, no. I got into a whole <laughs> conversation with a buddy of mine about HBO prestige shows and where they were lacking like years. They didn't have a prestige show, but neither one of us mentioned West Wing. We forgot about that. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. We're talking about 30 dozen. Like you said, it's a 1967 war movie. 
And as I like to do with each of these shows, man, 67, I'm going to hit you with the top 10 movies of 1967. Let me know if you think 30 Dozen deserve to be in the list. Bring it on. Number one, The Graduate. Fantastic. Dustin Hoffman joint. Number two, guess who's coming to dinner? The original Sidney Poitier joint, not yeah. the Bernie Mac Aston Kutcher remake. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> yeah. uh, number three, Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, that's that's yeah. your boy. So um, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway. I Fuck think so. up the Oscars for us. Sure. Yeah. Uh, number four, surprise, The Dirty Dozen. Look at that. Look at Big that. Big ensemble movie, man. There's yeah. a, there's some heavy hitters in here. Yeah. Five, uh, Valley of the Dolls. Never seen it before. Me either. I know there's a value that I think of Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. I'm not sure if that's a, a sequel or what the case is. Uh, number six, which I find interesting, To Sir with Love, Sidney Poitier, two movies in the top 10 for this year. Fantastic. Uh, rest in peace. He passed this year, right? Early this year? Yeah. 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 Who called? Did somebody call that? I, I do believe I called that. I'm not going to say that, but I called it. <laughs> Number seven, you only live twice. Roger Moore joint. Wow. No, no, I'm sorry. That's Sean Connery joint. Yeah, Sean Connery joint. Uh, Number eight, the only one I've never heard of before, Thoroughly Modern Millie. <laughs> never heard of it. It sounds like it's probably a musical. One of those like singing in the rain types. Thoroughly Modern Millie is a 1967 American musical romantic. <laughs> Julie Andrews, uh, Sound of Music. Um, uh, number nine, The Jungle Book, the original Disney animation. Oh, the jungle, the, the Disney one. Yep, 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 yep. And then number 10, uh, Camelot, which is also, strangely, a musical fantasy dra- uh, drama. It's a musical about, I'm going to guess it's it's... Is it like King Arthur the musical? Yeah, pretty much is King huh. Arthur the musical. I did a little bit of digging into that when I looked at this list earlier in the week. And uh, no, it did not get good reviews at no, all. It's still, <laughs> but still top 10 movie 1967. It's still top 10. I, I, I saw it in here. I'm not going to look too deep, but it it, uh, it did not have a high Rotten Tomatoes at all. But yeah, so that's your top 10. Like I said, uh, 30 dozen number four. Do you think that sounds about right? For this year, I'm not very well versed on this uh, random year of 67. No, if you were to if you were to shift this into the 70s, which I think is the greatest collection of movies in a decade, um, I could talk about movies more. I, I I would have to say it's probably where it's supposed to be. I know it's I mean, it had huge draw. Right. I mean, look at the cast. Yeah. So I can. I, I, it's probably exactly where it should be. Yeah, that's that's the conclusion I came to. Is exactly where it should be. I agree with you that for some reason, like seventies is like post Watergate. Everyone's on their thriller shit at that time. Not the <laughs> Michael Jackson video. I'm talking about like political thrillers and whatnot. Like the seventies is just a dope ass. You get French Connection. You get the Godfathers. The conversation is in there as well. French Connection. I already said that. Uh, yeah, all sorts of good shit coming out the seventies, but the sixties I don't know a lot about. But it was nice revisiting the dirty dozen. But we're here to recast this shit, sir. You bet. What uh, did you have any thoughts? How did you approach this? Um, honestly, I approached it thinking I was going to have to recast about 16 different roles. <laughs> um, because there's the dozen, right? And you'd think if we were going to recast something that was the dirty dozen, we'd recast all dozen roles. Mm-hmm. Um you can't do that. We don't have the time. We're trying we to do this in a half an hour, 35 minutes max, right? Yeah, yeah. We want to so get to the work. When we finally pared it down to the ones that we needed to recast, um, it was one, a lot easier. And two, it was kind of, you know, it's just, it's a war movie, right? So you try to just, what in your head looks like a, would be fun to see on the movie poster of the new Dirty Dozen. And that's kind of how I approached it. Hmm. I never really thought about it like that. Let me just uh, try to, boy, my movie poster was the weirdest shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured, right. you know, it's, it's a war movie. It's people aren't, you know, I kind of looked at it as like when they did the A-Team with Liam Neeson. Hmm. Who was in contention for one of my casts. He was also in contention with one of mine. And then I looked and I was like, oh, this motherfucker is like almost 70 something. So this doesn't (laughs) make sense. Not doing it makes no sense. No, no. Also hasn't been respectable in a decade. All right, then. (laughs) So, yeah, good uh, ensemble war movie. We'll save Saving Private Ryan for later, I would think. Yeah, that's another good one. See that one? Yeah, 
That one's going to be tough because that one you have to cast all the roles, I think. Yeah, maybe that's a season two for the recast. Yeah. I actually, so I had like, so we're, we're, we are, uh, we're recasting Lee Marvin's character, Major mm-hmm. Reisman, mm-hmm. uh, Ernest Borgnine's character, General Warden, mm-hmm. Charles Bronson's character, John Cassavetes, Jim Brown's, um, and we're doing the, uh, Telly Savalas, the right? Telly Savalas character and the Donald Sutherland character, because I mean, he's a legend. You got to put him in there. You you always give President Snow his due credit. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> all the other ones, all the rest of the dozen, while I would have loved to have recast them, I just kind of put a little, I, I put a little uh, in my notes, <laughs> and I wrote this a while ago. The rest is just a mix of Pete Davidson's, Steve-O's, Michael Pena's, whoever the current bankable WWF star is, and <laughs> Bill Hader. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's what that's the rest of the dozen. Uh, this one, it was hard to slip a lost character into. I'll say was that it? much. Yeah, yeah. I'm not super happy with my choice, but uh, I must keep up airs. But I agree with you. The rest is um, a lot of uh, first act the Suicide Squads. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I figured. And I thought you know it'd be a good place to put Steve-O. He's, you know, get him, get him a big gig, get him a role, yeah. something outside of jackass, let yeah. him get his shines, four lines at most, at most. All right, then. And so enough, but you put them in the trailer to get that jackass crowd. They're going to leave disappointed, but you already got their money. Right. They're going to think, wow, how big of a role is this like a Steve-O joint? Like, is this his movie? <laughs> Steve-O joint. Right. <laughs> it's not. It certainly isn't. No. Dies pretty quick. Dies, dies. It somehow is actually the dirty dozen minus one because he's the first. <laughs> right. He's, he's the, the guy at the beginning of the movie that gets hanged is pretty that's much what Steve-O. this is. Exactly. That's Steve-O. Yeah. All right. So where do you want to start? I think we got to start with the, the the first character that of the characters we're casting is Lee Marvin's character. It's Major uh-huh. Reisman. He's the first guy we see in the film of our casting. I, I think he's kind of the heart and soul. He is. He is the heart and soul of this joint. I, I think we. I think we start with uh, Lee Mar- My guy, Lee Marvin. He's a handsome bastard. A handsome fucking dude. Like Lee Marvin had that square yeah. ass. Like if they did Batman back in the sixties. Yeah. Hell yeah. Lee Marvin is my Batman. The voice is gravelly as all hell. Yeah. There's a great picture of him online. I'll send it to you afterwards because this is not a visual medium. But uh, he's got like a like he hasn't shaved in a while and he's smoking a cigarette. He's wearing this cool cable net sweater. Nice. Dude looks just cool as shit. Nice. Yeah, he was one of like old. We don't have cats like this in New no. Hollywood, man. This is unfortunate. No. All right, then. So uh, I'll 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 kick this off. I think. All right. Off last time. Um. So yeah, Lee Marvin plays Major John Reisman. So I was looking for someone who kind of had that. He's like forty something when he made this movie. Yeah. I think I went a little bit older with my character. I think he's closer to 50. Not sure. Um, someone with a little bit of authoritarianism, someone who has a presence, sure. someone you can kind of take seriously. Um, and we just saw my cast earlier this year in a movie who does exactly that. I'm going John Hamm. John Hamm. My John Reisman. Look, it's a great a John Hamm. John Hamm almost made my cast if we were going to cast uh more than this seven that we're doing tonight he was in my cast okay. I, I i love it you can't go wrong with john ham as lee marvin i i think i think you cannot go wrong as john ham but we'll we'll see what you come up with uh maybe i did go wrong but we shall see so my my major john reisman i i think a person who can throw his weight around john ham Right away, you're getting you're getting early paprika votes. With Let's John hope Hamm, so. I think. Let's hope so. Uh, so we are. This is four, right? So we is this three or this four? We're, well, this we, is four. We uh, episode one hasn't been released yet, so yes, we're actually tied. One we're tied one. right now, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's a big one. This this is uh, tiebreakers. There's nothing yeah. to fuck with. Um, <laughs> you're going with same thing. I went with a guy. You know, he's he's uh probably older than Lee Marvin was when he did this film in 67 uh, was looking for the same thing. Handsome leading man gravitas. Uh, I went with Josh Brolin as Lee Marvin. <laughs> I deleted Josh Brolin's name and put John Hammond. Oh, we almost, <laughs> we almost had our official first casting. Uh, the double cast. He would have uh, been too busy. Yeah. He could have done it. He could have done it. Um, yeah, talk about Brolin. Why? Why do you think it's it's Brolin for this? I think 
if you were to do that thing where you had like a picture of Lee Marvin and a picture of Josh Brolin and I like alternated them really quick, I think your brain would start thinking that they're the same person. <laughs> you know? It's the same picture. Um, I think he would be, uh, uh, I think he would, he would carry the respect of the other actors. I think he could, I just think he'd fill the role well. Yeah. I feel like he'd be kind of his role in Sicario, but not yep. as dickish. Yeah. And no Hawaiian shirts, <laughs> no, no Hawaiian shirts, no, no flip flops or bare feet or whatever he had there. And, and I think it would play, I think that scene early with Lee majors and Ernest Borgnine, where they're kind of like, like measuring each other's dicks about how this mission's going to go. Yeah. I think, uh, I think he would play that role. Well, I agree. I think he would come at it with that, like, dry humor that he has yeah yeah yep. or he'd be trying to like sneak off some jokes and then it's like with the straight face on and he'd uh he's he's got that uh that sarcasm down well he's got the sarcasm down really yeah. well uh i think he did a hot ones a little while back that's worth checking out there all you all you watchers of of youtube's hot ones he also when, interviewed himself just recently for like gq maybe that's what i'm thinking about <laughs> uh jeremy renner backed out Suddenly, and we got uh, Josh Brolin interviewing Josh Brolin. Seriously. <laughs> fantastic. It's fantastic. Where do we go uh, from here? Good well, speaking of Ernest Borgnine, mm-hmm. um, I think I think we, we go right to General Warden. Uh, Major General Sam Warden. Kind of like the, the overall top dog at the movie, would you say? Yeah, I would say he, yeah, he's the, he gives everyone in the movie their marching orders. Also a dickhead. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll say a dickhead, but a dickhead who, you know, in the in the whole second act as they're as they're they're capturing capturing him and during the, the war exercise, I think he kind of gives the, the dirty dozen a bit of their due respect. Sure. No, he does for sure. Definitely he gets, starts he, as a dickhead. Yes. He starts as a uh uh well, I mean, he doesn't care that they like he's not commuting their sentences. There's not like and then he he kind of warms up to it because of Lee Marvin, mm-hmm. so I, I uh, you are correct. He gives them their he gives them the respect that they deserve for for playing the war game. Yeah, yeah, it takes a little while, but he warms up to him. Um, this is one that I struggle with a lot, uh, but he's the first some- one I cast. Really? Yeah, you need someone who's older than John Hamm but who still has his own bit of weight and gravitas. And I just realized I did not check to see if this guy was older than John. Hamm. I'm pretty sure. He's- I hope he's not. <laughs> it's Timothy Chalamet. He's right. <laughs> uh, Major General Sam Ward. I'm going Brian Cranston. Fantastic pick. Can't go yeah. wrong with Brian Cranston. I think in anything, he's got to be older than John Hamm. He's, he's got to be. I'm not going to check. I'm stats. putting a decade on him. You're putting a whole ass decade. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of uh, fact checking right now. But yeah, why, uh, I mean, again, why Cranston? another dude who 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 I think can harness the 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 gravitas of being Heisenberg and just can command. Right. Right. We we, we don't get a whole lot of this character. And I kind of liken it to the beginning of that Godzilla movie that he's in. He's just in the first act. Right. It does have a pretty decent impact right. on that first act. So not a lot of screen time, but still has a good bit of presence. Well, he also, knows how to have presence. <laughs> it also looks good on that movie poster. And also looks good on that. Man, I did not think about the uh, movie posters at all. Well, just just seeing like Cranston really big on the poster. I mean, he gets he gets I'd assume he gets some top billing, even though he's not in the movie that much. Um, I wouldn't give him top billing. No. A name Shit, like Brian Cranston? I, I have someone later on down the road that I think would have one bigger name. Okay. Than Brian Cranston, I think. It's a big name. Uh, big-ish. Uh, yeah, Cranston has him by 15 years. 15. Okay, good. Yeah. Because John Hamm's what, like 30? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> John Hamm is 51. 51? Cranston 66. Wow. Yeah. Uh, shout out to John Hamm. Don't know his career went really weird. Uh, should have been Hamm's? a leading man. Did yeah. not did not end up like that. Uh-uh. Really, uh, he went from like the town to he's in like Flo- insurance commercials. Y- yeah, yeah. I thought the town might do it for him. Um, 
bit part in Top Gun. We already talked about John Hamm. Who do you have going for uh, for Sam Warden here? Uh, first guy I cast, I thought it was the only guy who could play the role. Um, again, I wanted somebody older than Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. Um, I went with Alec Baldwin. Ooh. I think he plays that character very well. So like uh, uh, the departed Alec Baldwin is kind of it's I'm... It's the departed Alec Baldwin. Absolutely. Yeah. One hundred percent. It's it might be the same guy. <laughs> I don't know. Time traveled back to World War II. I'm, I'm creating this weird, this weird uh, departed verse. But yeah, I think there'd have to be there'd have to be a movie in between where he finds a time machine, decides to go back to World War II. But yeah, I think it's the same character. Okay. All right then. I get that. <laughs> I get that. We'll, we'll wait till the Back to the Future recast. Right. Right. And then you can throw him in there somewhere too. <laughs> well, as Biff Tannen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Departing Alec Baldwin is hands down my favorite Alec Baldwin. Me too. It's Departed Alec Baldwin and then 30 Rock Alec Baldwin. That's my number two Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, I think he kind of is playing to his the the public's perception of who he is in 30 Rock. And he, he does that well. And then he's just funny as all get out unintentionally, I guess, in The Departed. But yeah, uh, he, good call. He was the first, it was the very first, my very first casting. So board nine comes on screen with his goofy looking ass. And yeah. you go, that's Alec Baldwin. That's Alec Baldwin right there. That's, <laughs> who's, that's who that's going to be. All right. then. Well, hell, I, I can't really, I can't really fault you on that one. <laughs> Every time board nine comes on screen, I just think of escape from New York. Yeah. All right. Hard, hard not to. He's a hard guy to look at. <laughs> hard to look at can yeah. you please make sure when i die that goes on my my headstone sure it'll just it'll just say he was a hard guy to look at <laughs> no name no dates uh, just That's that like say. who's here i don't know but he was fucking ugly <laughs> they buried him upside down <laughs> <laughs> okay where do we go after uh after our major general sam warden sir oh man well you move into the I mean, all we have left are the are the dirty are the the the, the convicts, right? Hard yeah. labor and public hangings. That was all. <laughs> That's what it's all about, man. Let's, Life sentences or hangings. So, so the guy. Let's do we go to Cassavetes? Do we go to do we go to Franco, the one who gave he gave the most pushback there at the beginning? Uh, we can go with Franco. Yeah, Victor R. Franco. Uh, you want to go first with this one? Sure. Um, wanted a younger guy. Wanted a guy who could play uh, that brash, not going to take any nonsense from this guy, you know, mm-hmm. um, definitely needed to uh, uh, change the race of this fella from white. Mm. So and, uh, and the only guy I could think of for this role is is uh, f- a friend of the show, Michael B. Jordan. Friend of the show, yeah. Michael B. Jordan. I think uh, I think he plays this role really well. I think he can do both angles. Like he can play the aggressive challenge, the authoritative. We saw that in Black Panther. But yep. then by the time he comes around, he can soften up a little bit. And we've seen him totally play that role as well. And I think and, and, and Franco's character kind of does that. He goes from not buying in to buying in. And I, I think I think he would play that well. I agree. That is not a bad call. I did. Uh, I did no no race or gender swapping for this one. Uh, but uh, you beat me to the punch there. I, I for a while I thought where could you put Michael B. Jordan, and I had him for Donald Sutherland's okay Vernell Piglet. Because I mean, let's be honest. A lot of these actors in the in the the sixty seven dirty dozen are like mid to late forties. Haggard looking, a bunch of character actors. Yeah, definitely Marvin, right? Just talk about hard yeah. to look at. There's a lot of hard to look at here, but, but Sutherland is the the youngest of the group, so that's where I was kind of flirting with Michael B. Jordan, like cast a bunch of middle aged white dudes and then throwing him there as, <laughs> right. as you are doing right now. Good call. Good call. They all they all are guys like they're like all in their forties. <laughs> yeah. and they're just all like just like. Ugly guys, like I'm trying. Like even Bronson wasn't like a good looking guy. In nobody's universe is Charles Bronson a good dude, good looking. No, dude. and it's 
and it's kind of weird because like it's you know uh charles bronson in this movie was probably like 22 but he looks like he's 60 you know what i mean he's 40 something i looked oh really okay i thought maybe it was just one of those things where all old people look like they're super old when they're super young no they were all super old fuck yeah so that this <laughs> and i i should have i should have not just figured that they were young guys who looked old because it was 67 because i would have probably changed all my cast around to just be i'd have actually been like 45 year old actors like steve carell would be in this <laughs> yeah bronson born in 21 this movie is 67 Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. It, it, Hollywood does not know the average age of military males. I've no, God, no. Like I, when I actually went into the military, I thought every, every high ranking dude was going to be like in his sixties and no, they're in their forties. <laughs> they're in their forties. <laughs> yeah. Run the country in your forties. Uh, okay. Then, yeah. For, uh, I went a different route for, for Cassavetes, Victor R. Franco. I, I, I took it from Cassavetes perspective, actor turned critically acclaimed director. Oh, John Cassavetes. Uh, so I decided to go that exact route and I, yeah, I went with the person who would probably be the biggest name on my post that we just alluded to. I went with actor turned critically acclaimed director. I'm going Bradley Cooper for, uh, for Victor R. Franco. Look, that looks good on the poster. Looks good. He's got a face for a you just, poster. My, my wife just bought a ticket to the movie. So <laughs> even after Nightmare Alley, I'll still uh, cash in a little bit on 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 Bradley Cooper. I mean, never, dudes, never saw it. Never. Uh, it's a decent, like it's it's Guillermo Guillermo del Toro not doing his usual like fucked up fantasy shtick. Yeah, and he plays it straight. The whole way through, which was huh. really enough, like a selling point of the movie, it's it's Del Toro not doing Del Toro, but it's a noir movie. And when the it's kind of whack until the femme fatale, Kate Blanchett comes into the movie, and when she comes into the movie, that shit gets electric because their chemistry is great. But the rest of it, uh, it's something that you could stream at home if you have right. that options. Yeah. There, go I, ahead I've, and do that. I, it's crawled across my screen a couple of times. I could, I just, I never fully put the trigger on it because it's like, eh, I don't know. I don't want to invest that much time in this. Bradley Cooper, 47 years old. Jesus Christ, man. Getting up there. All my Hollywood people are getting old and yeah. I don't know any of the young guys. I really don't. Yeah. But a face that you can, cause you know, like once they stop like eating hot food and showering with hot water and they get all rough and rugged and raggedy and they get the name dirty does. They all got these beards going on. Yeah. Bradley Cooper can grow a beard. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, my, my wife is watching the movie just cause he's in it. <laughs> so we're going to get uh stars born himself, Bradley Cooper on my joint. What, uh, what, thank you very much. Sir. I appreciate it. Where are we going after that, my mans? We got uh, we were, we're four in or three or three. In. We're, uh, we're three. And let's so I text. I told you a while ago when we decided to do the Dirty Dozen that there's only there's only one correct answer for the Robert Jefferson character for the Jim Brown character. Uh huh. There is only one correct answer. And what is that I will only answer? accept this one answer. OK. He is a running back in the NFL. <laughs> Sir, we can't put Ray Rice in our movie. It's not Ray Rice. Okay, thank God. It is not Ray Rice. It is Beast Mode himself. Marshawn Lynch is Jim Brown, is Robert Jefferson in my remake of The Dirty Dozen. If you if you watched him on that one Will Arnett show about, uh, what is it, the, the murder show? Murder mystery, Murderville. Yeah. I he, didn't watch that show. Did you watch any of it? I watched of it. all of it. How was that? Fantastic. Oh, fair enough. Marshawn Lynch is the man. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I, it's the only answer I'm going to, you might not even, don't even say what your pick is. It's the only answer I'll accept. We'll skip mine. We'll come back to it later on the end credits. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. He He's kind of crept in there. He was in season three of West Wing. So he's just randomly creeping into the acting sphere. Uh, and I'm all for it, to be honest with you. Like, I, 
I think comedy is the better route for him because he's kind of a goofy dude in the first place. Sure. Any running back who hides Skittles in his socks while he plays is, uh, is okay with me. I just, I, you, I don't, I couldn't see any, I, you have to pick an NFL running back, either current or retired. Uh, LaDainian Tomlinson isn't going to do this role any justice, you know, Reggie Bush, uh, where are you? Reggie Bush, you know, I'm not, you might, you, oh God, what's his name? He played for the Saints, won a Heisman, smokes a lot of dope. <laughs> well, I'm super interested in, in hearing who you, oh, what person you're talking about. Ricky Williams. Ricky fucking Williams. You might not be able to put Ricky in there, <laughs> but I don't think he's. Marshawn is definitely in the zeitgeist, you know. He's definitely in the zeitgeist. And, and after seeing him in Murderville, I, I fell in love with him as as a guy on the screen. So Marshawn Lynch is my only is the only pick you can have. Uh, well, I will give you my my far superior or inferior. <laughs> I mean, my far inferior pick for Robert T. Jefferson. I went with Sterling K. Brown. That's still a good pick. Still a good pick. He's no beast mode. Um, I think. No, but have- you're looking. Your poster's looking really handsome, though. And there's a bunch of rugged, handsome yeah, individuals. Yeah, from John Ham's penis all the way through to Sterling <laughs> K. Brown. Well, that's the whole length of the left side of the posters. <laughs> <laughs> it just it starts at at at, at yeah. balls, and then yep. it goes down to head at the very end of the poster. God bless it. God bless it. And you roll it up, and you, it's like a fruit stack. Is it? <laughs> 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 yeah, Sterling K. Brown, man. This is us. It's over. A man needs something new to do. Um, one of the, like the preeminent African American actors. Totally. I, f- I feel like um, I feel like that not a whole lot was given for Jim Brown in the role. He kind of has like eight, nine, ten lines. Pops up every once in a while to say something. Telly Savalas is harassing the fuck out of him for being a black dude. Uh, but other than that, man, there's not a whole lot. I think Sully K. Brown could add a little something extra to the yeah, role there. He'd bring he'd bring more to the role for sure. A little bit. Well, of he's an actor, unlike Jim Brown. There's also that. There's also that. Or they they saw the role and they're like, we don't need much for this role. Right. Call call him Jim Brown. We'll see him again in Mars Attacks. Right. He was in Mars Attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, yeah it Great was. movie. Ensemble movie, by the way. Maybe season two of the recast, <laughs> cast, cast, cast. Uh, yeah, Stoney K. Brown for Robert T. Jefferson. Where, sir, do we go from here? We are over the halfway mark. We are. Let's let's do uh let's do old Don Sutherland's. Let's let's do Vernon Pinkley. Now, before we get into this, you messaged me and you <laughs> told me do not let me cast someone in particular. Yes. For Vernon Pinkley. Did you cast that person? I did not. Oh, I'm I'm proud of your self-restraint. I did not. It was it was very hard for me not to because I felt like it was like a legacy, right? You, you kind of pulled a half measure there casting Wyatt Russell in, in Tombstone. That's why I was I was afraid I was gonna do it again and I was gonna I was gonna cast Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> as Donald Sutherland in the remake of the Dirty Desert. I didn't though. Okay, who'd you I, I go didn't. with? Who'd you go I, with, sir? I went with uh I went with the boys Jack Quaid. It's very fucking good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh that didn't even uh, cross my mind. Goofy fucker, right? <laughs> I think he would play there's the scene where they're like uh where they're they're like building the barracks and he paints the dude's hand and mm-hmm. then just kind of moves his hand and keeps I think I think it would I watched that and was like, I think Jack Quaid. Could play the big ear, weird, weird Vernon Pinkley. I also feel like because he's he's got that scene where he pretends to be the general and he's mm-hmm. inspecting the ranks. I feel like uh, Jack Quaid could pull off that scene pretty well too. Get a, a little bit of levity up and in his this, star, uh, his world. stars on the rise, right? I mean, this it's, it's definitely. I mean, he's gotta he, be. I already love him better than his father. <laughs> Me too, and <laughs> uncle. Even though he saved the world. Listen, he saved the world, so he can do no wrong. He he also let him know that the shitter's full, so that's yeah, that's yeah, courtesy. He's, that's he's courtesy. pilot. He flies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for my man, uh, fuck Jack Quaid is good. That's a good call. Um, I went I went over to the Hunger Games universe. Oh, mine. I got Sam Claflin. You familiar with this? Sam Claflin. He yeah, was yeah, a yeah, yeah. Finnick in the uh, in the Hunger Games run. 
I I don't know what else he was in. Last night uh, in Soho last year, he popped up for one or two scenes from that as well. He's uh yeah, he's a good looking guy too. You're really killing. You're really. It's almost like you called my wife and said, "Hey, hey, you were gonna see a remake of the Dirty Dozen. Would this cast get you there? You're yeah, really you're." You you said earlier you, you thought the poster of yours would look really weird, but I think not. All right, I I did call your wife, and she said, "Who is this?" And <laughs> the FBI Bob showed up. <laughs> <laughs> FBI showed up at my house. They traced the call. So thank you for that, uh, Mrs. Oh, you're, you're welcome. She's Mrs. Very, CCR. She's very she's a very special girl. A very special girl. She's very plugged into the network. Uh, call the FBI here in call fifteen the FBI. minutes. Yeah. Strange <laughs> on speed dial. Yeah, uh, Sam Claflin. It's uh, it's an interesting pick. I, I, it's another one of those dudes, like decent looking dude. I thought should when I first saw more. him, should be more. When I first saw him in this, the second one, Catching Fire, I was like, oh, this dude might be something. And then he just wasn't, or yep. he took a lane that I just don't observe. I'm not sure which one. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you anything he's been in since. Yeah. Yeah. Like nope. I said, that last night in Soho, I think he's in two scenes. And I was like, is that fucking finna there? Uh, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have two spots left. We haven't done Archer J. Maggot, the Telly Savalas, and we haven't done Joseph Ladishaw, the uh the Charles, Charles Bronson. The Charles Bronson yeah. character. Do we end with well, what do you I mean? What's a bigger ending? Savalas or Bronson? I think Bronson is the bigger ending. So 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 we, we move to, to Arthur Maggot then, yeah. Yeah. Um, just a despicable character. Just a despicable Probably should have just hung him. <laughs> yeah, right off rip. Just hang yeah. this guy. Yeah. Brolin should have looked at him one time and said, you know what? Find another inmate. <laughs> uh, I'll go first on this one. Okay. Uh, in that same vein, of seeing do this. Ah, what a piece of shit. I don't want to see this guy in the movie. I cast Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> as, do you as- shave his head? Is he bald, Mark Wahlberg? I mean, does he have the trademark Telly Savalas? Is he Mark Baldberg? Oh, Mark Baldberg? That's, that's uh He would not. I don't think. I don't think he'd do it. I don't. Well, think he doesn't do. look. He doesn't look good bald. We'll bald cap him. We'll see if he'll agree to a bald cap. He looks like a. Mm-hmm. Go thumb. ahead. A thumb. A human yeah. thumb. Yeah. When he's bald, I would think he would look terrible. Maybe a big toe. Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he looks like a big toe. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. I feel like he could pull off that uh, that that religious mumbo jumbo that maggots usually spouting off, yeah. and all the other guys. Um, he just did that movie of Faith earlier. That Father yeah, Father, Father Stu. Yeah, yeah, I just realized that. Yeah, so yeah, throw him in there. Um, that might lose me some votes actually. Now I think about it, but, uh, but yeah, Mark Wahlberg for my my Archer J Maggot character. Um. It's not a recast cast without John Bernthal. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. uh, that's who that's who I've slid in there. As, and, and he goes ahead and he shaves his head. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, he Bernthal does. plays Despicable really well. <laughs> yes, he does. I don't um, know what depths he goes to, but he does it good. Yeah, he I don't. Yeah, I don't know how he prepares for it, but he gets himself in that place for you. So yeah, I went to I went John, a friend of the show, John Bernthal. Is that a tough hang? Like, do you go to the bar and shoot the shit with John Bernthal? I feel like he might be too intense for it. I I just read an article about him about how he is uh when it comes to like uh uh like intimacy scenes with female leads, he is like Hollywood's greatest guy to be with. He's like generous. He's, he's super generous. He's super compassionate. He's super understanding and with boundaries and how we're going to do this. And uh, supposedly he's like a super good dude hmm. outside of the fact that he play, it's almost like acting for him is, is like playing D&D, right? Like, like little dudes commonly you find them playing a tank. Yeah. I wonder if acting for him is like I get to be an asshole because I'm not. And this would be like a good release for me. So oh, I, okay. I, maybe maybe he's like a real sweetheart, really good. You know, doesn't let you get too drunk. Make sure he has a ride home stuff. I, a good guy. I, I think I might, I might tend to agree with you. I wasn't. And then, I, then the camera's rolling. He's just an asshole. And then he's just, he's just Frank Castle. Yeah, all like day from, long. or his character in Sicario. 
Oh, that's right. He is in Sicario, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Oh, man, it's just, we're bringing a full Sicario here. I like it. I like it. Good call. That's, the- that's a whole other. That's a whole other podcast where we ha- where we take uh, an ensemble cast for one movie and have to use that cast in a new movie. <laughs> I'm putting the Sicario cast. I think in Inglorious Bastards. That'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. Uh, all right, damn. Good call on Burnthal. You're you're coming up. You're coming up aces on this, and I'm not liking it too much. All right, we have. This last one. This is the Bronson one roll left, man. Chuck, motherfucking Bronson, the Death Wish himself, uh, Joseph uh, Laudislaw, prisoner um, number nine, man. Uh, he, he is the he's the the lead, right? For I mean, he'd be the uh, he was the big ticket get for the characters that play the Dirty Dozen. In this yes, movie. yeah, I, uh, I would I would agree with that. Has the most to do. Has a lot of lines. The one who gets beat up in the bathroom. Um, I'll go first because according to my calculations, this is your character from Lost. Your calculations are correct. So I'll I'll go first. Um, <laughs> both based on uh, I think uh, looks to a smaller extent, but more just how his character works on screen and and how I think it would play with Josh Brolin. Hmm. Um, I went with Tom Hardy for for Chuck Bronson, also because he was in a movie called Bronson. No relation, no relation at all to anything. It's just uh, some happenstance. Just a little bit of happenstance in there. Yeah. Uh, when I first heard about this movie, I thought he was playing Charles Bronson. And I did I too. Was quickly informed that that is not the case whatsoever. Not not even close. Not even close. Uh, Tom Hardy, man, the king of mumbling. I'm a huge fan of that man. Anything that he is in, I will show up for a thousandfold. I agree. Uh, so I just bought my tickets to your cast just so I can see a little bit of Tom Hardy action going on. Man. <laughs> I, I love that. man. Uh, what the, did you watch Taboo on that? Love, love Taboo. Love um, Taboo. Went through a weird top hat phase, I think, for a couple of weeks. <laughs> really I went through a weird phase of owning a piece of land called Nook the Sound that everyone was, <laughs> that John the Bryce was trying to get from me. <laughs> uh, I love, I love that show so much. Uh, I've given I, up on a season two. I believe they just gave us some news on season two. It, it was the news there will be no season two. No, I think I think they gave us a release date. Oh boy, give me some more. Uh, give me some more taboo if possible. Oh boy, well, lots maybe of, it, maybe lots it of taboo it. happening. Might have made it up. Looks like it might have been canceled. <laughs> Way to dash somebody's dreams. Yeah. On never air. mind. Never mind. All right. Well, good call on Tom Hardy, sir. I like him. My pick for Joseph Lottishaw. As you said, according to your calculations are correct. This is my lost character. This is the one I kind of had to force in. I'm not happy about it, but I'm going with Matthew Fox for Lottishaw. Like, and it's less for his acting prowess and more because he looks good, grimy and fucked up. Like he's yeah. got a good grungy face. I thought maybe going to go with Josh Holloway. I thought you were going to Sawyer me there. Yeah, I, I feel like I got to save Holloway in the back pocket for like the perfect oh, role. I, like I have something that actually he's kind of aging out of that role. But if we ever cast that particular movie, I, I, I keep him in my back pocket for one specific character. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I fucking love that. So yeah, I'm going with Matthew Fox uh, for for no good reason other than I got to slide a lost character in here. He needs more work, dude. (laughs) Did party? No, dude. Did party five? Did Lost? And then after Lost, said I'm never doing a long running TV series again. I saw him in Speed Racer. He was in Speed Racer. He was also in that uh, that fucking Vantage Point movie. Oh, is he? The, uh, yes, he is. He was in Vantage Point. Uh, he's in a Tyler Perry movie too. He's, but he's played by Tyler Perry. So it's <laughs> it's oh, he Tyler really Perry do as everything. Matthew Fox. He can do anything. Yeah, he really, he's still a wig on him, man. He, he yeah. can really do anything. Good for Tyler Perry. He man. was in. He was also in. Uh, he was in Bone Tomahawk, which Matthew Fox really. I still haven't yes. watched that movie. 
You have not seen. Oh boy, <laughs> you might have. You might have to see Bone Tomahawk real soon. I've 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 heard a lot about it. I will make sure I I will check it out before I see you in person, so we can talk about it. it. Is, How about that? It is phenomenal. I've heard nothing but good things. I just never got around to it. I will see it by the end of this week or oh, by the end fantastic. of this week. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. Last I saw. Uh, okay, so do you want to go over your list one more time, sir? Sure. Uh, for uh, for Reisman, I went with Josh Brolin. For General Warden, I went with Alec Baldwin. For uh, R.T. Jefferson, Marshawn Lynch, Vernon Pinkley, I went with Jack Quaid. Uh, for for Maggot, I went with John Bernthal. For the uh, uh, Cassavetes character, I went with Michael B. Jordan. And for Vladislav, I went with Tom Hardy. That sir is a Damn fine list. I'm feeling good about it. Damn fine list. Um, feeling good about it. This is one of the definitive World War II movies. Do you feel like your cast of people would be a good like World War II movie cast? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I think, oddly enough, I think especially Jack Quaid. For some reason, I feel like he would... He seems like a guy that uh, was drafted and doesn't want to be there. <laughs> Yeah, I think Jack Quaid might be your ace in the hole for this whole thing. And I'm not liking that too much. Uh, for my <laughs> list, <laughs> uh, for John Reisman, I have John Hamm. For for General Sam Warden, I have Brian Cranston. For uh, Robert T. Jefferson, I have Sterling K. Brown. For Vernon Pinkley, I have Sam Claflin. For Archer Maggot, Mark Wahlberg, give him something to do. Great casting. For Victor Franco, Bradley Cooper, and for uh, Sergeant Wallace Matthew Fox. Mm. I I love your Cassavetes casting. I think Bradley Cooper, that was a great call. Yeah, I think that uh, that might be all right. And also, yeah, I, I did not realize he is as old as he is. He might have been able to, to sneak in there in the John Ham role, role in that uh, younger younger type deal there if nothing else like you said my poster will look good i don't know if it will sell tickets though. great looking poster great looking poster just a bunch of ruggedness all, <laughs> yes. all over it yes just a bunch of handsome just a bunch of handsome you got some ruggedness on yours man josh brolin is uh is is no mona lisa he's a good looking guy he's a good looking guy he's, he's got his great own hair of, he does have great hair uh, i wish that unlike you and i i mean we're both bald so it hurts i don't know what that says about us it hurts it hurts uh josh brolin is speaking of recasting things who i cast as my older ryan elliott though well fantastic yeah like i see brolin i'm like oh shit that's when we cast paprika for uh (laughs) for a recast cast special (laughs) we cast the recast (laughs) right in a three minute episode just tell me who (laughs) plays me and i'll tell you who plays you well you already know it's josh brolin perfect done and done that's gonna be a special feature uh that you can and download you're while played, you you're played uh, you're played by marshawn lynch so it's <laughs> this is perfect uh that's it for our our dirty dozen business man so we, we've gone through a couple of genres we've done our 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 western we did a coming of age which you guys haven't heard the lost episode yeah uh, uh, we did it we did like a heist film we did the, the crime joint reservoir dogs yeah We've done a war joint now, but uh, what is left in the bag for us, sir? Well, we have we have two left on this season. We're saving uh-huh. we're saving the big one for last, obviously. Obviously, we're not I idiots. Think, I think no, far from it. <laughs> um, you gotta go with with a little. You gotta go with the British. You gotta go with a little Guy Ritchie, and uh, I think we decided on Snatch. Oh. Snatch all sorts of man. We gotta dig deep into our British bags for snatch. Yeah, for sure. For that's sure. gonna be interesting. Because you, you can't you can't cast like Mark Wahlberg as Turkish, you know. How long on those sausages, Tommy? No, we're not gonna <laughs> no. You gotta throw <laughs> you gotta throw uh some British on it, and then yeah, we can't do that, man. Uh, I might just cast Jason Statham as Turkish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, this is gonna be a fun one because this is another one too, where um it's gonna be kind of hard to reduce what we're recasting down to a palatable 30-some minutes, right? Because there's a lot of there's a lot of characters. If you look at the 
the movie poster for Snatch, it's it's six characters. Okay. So it's uh it's Statham, it's Pitt, it's um uh Vinnie Jones. Well, that's um yeah, it's yeah, it's and it's uh oh what's his name? Dennis Farina, God rest his soul. Oh god, God rest Uncle Abby, man. I yeah. I cannot as much as I can't wait to do this this particular podcast, I can't wait to rewatch this movie and anticipation for it because this is yeah, that's- such that's kind of the bonus of doing this, right? It, it forces you to like, I haven't seen the dirty dozen in, a, in some time. Yeah. I got a chance to rewatch a movie that I remember watching when I was a kid and thinking was pretty fucking cool. So yeah, until you realize it's two and a half hours long. Oh my God. It is. It? That's amazing. Yeah. I thought it was like a 90 minute movie. Absolutely not. Absolutely no, not. not yeah, a chance. Next time around, man, we'll have a snatch for that ass. I'm looking forward to it, man. Let us know wherever you listen to this. Let us know uh, what you think. Of these. Are you buying a ticket to uh, the old Geekcast right over there? Are you buying a ticket to my bit of business? We will. We will see. We are. We're one and one. So, like you said, this is. Uh, it's gonna be. It's look. It's real tight. It's gonna be something. Neck and man. neck. It's neck and neck. Uh, so we, we've got two more. So we will end on an odd number, right? And we got to make sure we end on an odd number. Just yeah. So we can, all right. This is a set, like a seven game series. It is. It is. So, I hope, and I think it'll go to game seven. Let's hope it goes to game seven. Sir. I think you're so gonna. I think you're gonna kill me on snatch. Uh, one can only hope. Yeah. Uh, that's it for this. Uh, for this joint, man, for the Dirty Dozen podcast. You got any any parting words there, good sir? You know, um, drive safe. Ten mm. and two. Mm-hmm. At be all defensive. Times. Be At defensive. All times. Be defensive. If you're getting your groceries right now, uh, pay some due courtesy. Don't stand in front of the chicken while you're reading the label. Move out of the way so other people can get their stuff. And like, also remember, if you put a pineapple in your cart, you're telling all the other shoppers that you're a swinger. Man, just full of knowledge, this guy. Just, just letting you know. Just letting us know that that is it. Hopefully you got the work safe. That is it for this episode of The Recast, guys. We'll be back with Snatch for you. Later on, right here on Pop Radio, you all take it easy and have a good one. Enjoy. Enjoy.